This episode was brought to you by Weird Tasting Water. Ever drank from a public school drinking fountain? How about tap water from a third-rate motel? Well, if you have, then you know what I'm talking about. Don't drink that heavily filtered, mineralized, clean water. That stuff is for sissies. Be a man and drink weird-tasting water. All right, how you guys doing today? Uh, we're doing good. I'm doing quite all right. Uh, we got the usual, me, Troy, we got Cameron, and we got our special guest today, Bobby Deal. Give it up for Bobby Deal, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Troy, for having me. All right, guys. So we're going to be talking about some cool stuff today. First thing is the most dangerous jobs in America. Actually, this is most dangerous jobs in the world. What do you guys think is going to be on there? Probably window cleaning on skyscrapers. Ooh, that's a good guess. Do you think police officers will make it on here? Maybe firefighters. Firefighters? Okay. Yeah. All right, let's see. Uh, first thing on the list is street sweeper. If you've ever been to Kiva, Rwanda, you'll know why street sweepers are on this list. Many women work all hours of the night in busy traffic and less than friendly neighborhoods. Street sweepers, who knew? Yeah. Uh, mountain guides, that's not surprising. Nope. Between ice, long falls, jagged rocks, wind, low air pressure, and a whole slew of other dangerous sounding conditions, there is a reason that climbing mountains is not known for its safety. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Probably still be a fun job, though. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you get paid to get exercise. Yeah, like the Sherpas. Ooh, yeah. Those guys are freaks. I saw an episode of that show, Everest Beyond the Limit, where one of them uh, had to carry down this double amputee on in a backpack from, like, 25,000 feet. Damn. Yeah, they're freaks. You think they love their jobs? I don't know. It's hard it. to tell. Something to look up. They seem, like, happy, but they also seem like they're kind of, like, zoned out. But... I think that may be part of why they're so good at their job is because they don't think about the pain. <laughs> Probably. They're kind of just like, yeah, I'm here. Not really thinking about anything. We'll have to pay it really good. Oh, yeah. I know it costs $70,000 to climb Mount Everest. Shit. Yeah. Any Himalayan mountain is about $70,000. And it takes like three months. Uh, let's see. Carpenters. Uh, a broken hip, falling from the second floor, a crushed finger, or a dislo bleh, dislocated collarbone after slipping from a ladder are just some of the numerous ways you can get injured on this job. Sissies. <laughs> Little bitches. Oh, well, I like to see you try to do it, Troy. I think you're more in danger of being crucified. Ooh. Get it? Because Jesus was a carpenter. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Hopefully no one religious as well. Uh, yeah, I don't think we're going to have a real big religious following. No. <laughs> if we have any following, that'll be good. <laughs> Just friends and family. Yeah, everyone else is going to be like, what is this shitty show? <laughs> oh, they're they're, they're going to end up loving it. Yeah, starting out. we'll win them over. <laughs> we'll grow on them like fungus. Yeah, just like fungus. You can't get rid of. <laughs> uh, Stuntmen. Between driving cars over cliffs and jumping out of high-rises, there is plenty of room for death and injury. Again, that sounds like a fun job, though. It does. You yeah. have to be at least, like, 21 to do it, though. Really? Why? I don't know. I looked it up because I was thinking about doing it. 
Oh, really? Yeah. What the? Cur- I'd have to go up to Seattle for like three months. Oh, dream shattered. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've wanted to be a stunt man my whole life. I have to drive to Seattle? <laughs> Fuck that. <laughs> I'm going to work at McDonald's for the rest of my life. <laughs> That's the new dream. <laughs> the realistic dream. <laughs> no, don't you want to be a voice actor? Oh, yeah, but before that, I was like, maybe maybe I'd want to be a stunt person. Dude, what's up with you in crazy I, jobs, though? You wanted to be a paramedic at one point, too. I know, but then I was like, that that's a bad idea. Why is that a bad <laughs> idea? That's a great idea. No, it's a great job, but I was like, I don't, I don't want to have to deal with people dying on me constantly. That's valid. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to, like... See the light in people's eyes go out every day. I feel like that might get me down eventually. This podcast just got dark. <laughs> Suicide force. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, before we started this podcast, we were watching a really depressing <laughs> video about the suicide forest in Japan. Um, consi- oh, I forgot to mention, also joining us today is my dog, Penny. Penny, everybody. I believe she was trying to agree. <laughs> and apparently a pterodactyl. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know where it is, but <laughs> consisting of everything from pizza delivery to newspaper boys. Oh, I forgot. It'd probably help if I named the job. It just says courier carriers. Um, consisting of everything from pizza delivery to newspaper boys. This job is actually quite dangerous in most countries. They are often the victims of armed robbery and other violent crimes. Um, not one of those jobs like mountain climbing and stuntmen where it's like totally worth it. That sounds terrible. It's like a dude on a bicycle carrying a bunch of bags <laughs> about to get robbed. <laughs> Fuck that. What? Alligator wrestlers and lion tamers. That sounds about right. We'll consider this a general category encompassing anybody who deals with dangerous animals on a daily basis. Especially those people that stick their faces in their mouths. And there's a picture of some Asian guy with his head uh, in between a crocodile's jaws. That doesn't appear to be photoshopped. Yeah, I've seen a lot of videos on Facebook of people like getting their arms bitten and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, that, that... I think that happens a little too often. I see that. Crikey. Song. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you guys remember Steve Irwin? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Didn't you just have his... uh 10-year... Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know really what they call it, but... Do you guys know about how he died? Yeah. There's, like, a lot of controversy about his death. Like, a lot of people are like, well, he deserved it. Like, he totally had it coming the way he fucked with animals all the time. You're not supposed to do that. Well, it's the stingray. It was a complete accident. Yeah, it was a stingray. Yeah. Well, a lot of people have said that if you get stung by a stingray, you're probably doing something to it that you shouldn't be. I don't know. Uh, Maybe. Just playing devil's advocate. I don't know. I like Steve Irwin. I thought he was awesome. Yeah. He's he's pretty cool. He's kind of one of those things that if you grew up in the 90s, Steve Irwin was kind of like part of your childhood. Wasn't he super young when he died? Because the kids were pretty young. He was only in his 30s, I know. Yeah, 30s. Yeah, so he's pretty young. And yeah, now his daughter Mindy has her own show, or she did. Yeah, she did. So she's carrying the torch. Yeah. Well, good for her. 
uh, e-waste recyclers. Imagine mountains of broken computer parts that need to be sorted out in front of you. Some with chemicals oozing out and mixing into the rainwater. That's what these recyclers have to deal with every day. And in some parts of the world, like Giyuyi, or Giyuyu, China, working with e-waste is their entire life. Ugh. That sounds terrible. It does. Ugh. That's uh, long hours, hard work. Ew. Horrible pay. You think it would be horrible pay? In China, in China yeah. they probably have to do it. Yeah, true. They're communists, so they're probably like, you're going to spend your entire life at this e-waste facility. No. Ooh, line workers. What was that suicide forest at? Oh, uh, Okigahara oh. by Mount Fuji in Japan. I guess they got a ways to go. Just yeah. Kidding, sorry. <laughs> uh, there's a picture. It says line workers, and then there's literally an advertisement covering the entire article, so I can't read that, but yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I did this woman's cable one time, and she was like, uh, yeah, my husband's dead. He was a line worker. What, what, that? And I was like, that's heavy. You just tell yeah. that to people? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> uh, farmers and ranchers. Dealing with large animals, tractors, long hours, and other intensive conditions. Farmers don't just sit on their porches all day. Their work can actually be quite dangerous. Do people actually think they just sit on their porches all day? <laughs> yeah, what the... <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my granddad got kicked in the forehead by a horse. Oh, shit. Yeah, he said it was like the worst pain he's ever been in. And now he has migraines and he thinks that might be what it's from. <laughs> it probably is. He's never got like checked out or anything? Um, I don't know. It's probably not from getting kicked in the head by a horse, but I mean, you never know. I mean, is he still with his grandma? His yeah. Grandma? I don't know. where you going with that (laughs) uh firefighters no shit uh from rushing into from rushing into burning buildings to digging ditches in the middle of the australian outback firefighters aren't known for having the safest jobs in the world yeah no kidding yeah that would be crazy to roll up to a burning building with a bunch of old people inside and think it's my job to run in there Fuck. And grab all of them. It's about to get real. Yeah. Yeah. And not die. I wonder at what point a building is like engulfed in flames that they just call it off. They're like, we can't go in there. Wonder how bad it has to be. Oh, probably real bad. (laughs) Roofers. Apart from falls and precarious situations, heat stroke and other weather related issues are given yeah that that makes a lot of sense roofers police officers number 14 unfortunately they are probably not the most popular public servants in many parts of the world and yes corruption is real but some people really do put their lives on the line for others Uh, bodyguards and armored car drivers depending on what part of the world we're talking about and who or what is actually being guarded these jobs can get quite hairy yeah, I can see that. That would be a sweet job, though. Yeah, I know. I know a guy that works for uh, Garda. The whatever. Is that the one that transports money, though? Yeah. Oh, that's. I don't think that's a sweet job. Does he like it? Uh, he likes it. He just got his permit for uh, to carry. 
I thought they got paid pretty shitty from what I heard. Uh, better than Fred Myers. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really the bar, though? <laughs> Dream big, Cameron. Uh, let's see. Slaughterhouse worker. Oftentimes heavily exploited, the rate of injury is over three times that of other manufacturing and processing jobs. These injuries are often the result of the demand for speed at the assembly line, where workers are many times required to slaughter up to 50 cattle per hour. Dang. Shit. Ew. Yeah, there's some really sick shit that goes on in some of those places. Um, mechanics. Between fumes, chemicals, and dangerous tools... Mechanics working on everything from Mini Coopers to fighter jets are exposed to their fair share of hazardous situations. That one's a little surprising. Metal crafters, besides dealing with obvious things like heat and metal, these workers typically experience negative health effects in the long term due to inhalation of various chemicals they're exposed to. Ooh, search and rescue. Uh, whether it's the Coast Guard facing high seas or a mountain rescue team facing sub-zero temperatures at night, it's not hard to see why this job would make the list. And they misspelled C. S-E-A. Is that like a pun? Probably. They did it on purpose? That's really shitty. Yeah. Yeah, man. Those guys are crazy. There's only like 200 res- or, uh, rescue swimmers in the entire Coast Guard. Sanitation workers. In many places, it's paid well for a reason. The potential exposure to all sorts of hazardous materials raises the danger level a few notches. Ooh, landmine remover. Although in some parts of the world this is the military's job, there are many formerly war-torn regions completely covered in leftover landmines. With governments that could care less, there is a job opening in the private market, and it's not a fun one. Yeah, I heard that Obama just pledged... uh, a whole bunch of money to uh, Vietnam for a bunch of landmines we dropped a uh, long time ago. And they're all still all over the place. Oh, yeah. So people are stepping on them to this day and getting blown up. That's crazy. So Obama just pledged like millions of dollars. Uh, I think it was like $90 million or something like that towards us going over there and uh, getting rid of all of them. And I also heard about this crazy new thing where they use naked mole rats. They train naked mole rats to find them because they can. They have like a super uh, sharp sense of smell, and they're light enough that they don't trip them. Oh yeah, I've heard something about that. Yeah, it's fucking weird, but it's awesome. All right, top five, top five. Here we go. Personal transport drivers. What the hell? Although buses and trains have their own dangerous driving rickshaws. Tuk-tuks and taxis are in a whole different ballpark. Besides the obvious dangers of the road, there is persistent danger of robbery or violence. Even in the U.S., taxi drivers have one of the higher on-the-job mortality rates. Yeah, they're like a target for psychos, just like police are. Yeah. Number four, miners. There are few jobs that can destroy your health like mining. Besides the long-term danger of the black lung, there is the constant risk of cave-ins... Uh, or other potentially life-stopping situations. We're trying to mine less, though. Yeah. They're trying to get rid of all that. Uh, Bush pilots? Everybody knows that pilots have a dangerous job. Planes crash all the time, right? Wrong. 
At least not the planes you're probably thinking about. Large airlines are actually a very safe mode of transportation. If you were talking about bush pilots, though, that's another story. Facing extremely hostile weather and terrain, their job is anything but safe. And it's got a picture of one of those amphibious planes. Weird. I wonder why that's so dangerous. Ooh, deep sea fishermen. Yeah, if you've ever seen that show about the fishermen or about the crab fishermen in Alaska, you you know how crazy that is. Oh yeah. People go overboard all the time because it's so chaotic on the deck, and then you go into freezing, freezing, freezing water at nighttime. Nobody can see you, and I think you 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 can go into shock and and pretty much stop being able to like swim after like a minute. Like you just your body just gives out because it's so cold, and then you're dead in like two minutes. Sounds horrible. Yeah, it does not sound like a good way to go. Okay, number one, lumberjack. Along with deep sea fishing, the logging industry is a longtime source of workplace danger. Big trees, sharp saws, and hard hours are not a good mix. Lumberjack. I, I, I can kind of see Yeah, it kind of makes sense, I guess. Yeah, I heard I heard that uh, being a police officer is not even on the top ten of the most dangerous jobs um, in America. Oh, wow. Which is kind of surprising. Yeah. Ugh. All right, what do you got for us, Cameron? Well, today we are going to talk about animal sex facts. Yes! You ever what wonder a special why... treat. Yeah, yeah, I know. You ever wonder why male alligators are so angry? I don't know, but Bobby looks pretty excited. It, it, it's not the reason that Bobby Boucher gave us in The Water Boy. Okay. Uh, apparently, their entire lives, they have an erection. Alligators? Yes, their entire lives, they were stuck with a boner. Wow. Yeah. You talk about blue balls? Uh, and apparently... It, it shoot. <laughs> didn't even make sense, but it was funny for some reason. It Blue balls. Out, it shoots out like toothpaste from a tube and then bounces back. Dude, do they have to compare it to toothpaste? Apparently. Something you put in your mouth and scrub your teeth with? National do they have Ge- to compare it to that? National Geographic did. They can't compare it to like glue or something? No, because it bounces back. Oh, duh. No, like a rubber band, right, apparently. Right. Silly me. Yeah. Uh, and humans aren't the only ones that watch porn now. Yes. Uh, also, pandas do it. They were having such a hard time getting pandas to mate that somebody made panda porn. And they watch it? Uh, yeah. And that, that gets them going. Weird. Yeah. Why aren't pandas horny, though? Probably because... They're just like eating and sleeping and being like, I'm a panda. <laughs> <laughs> is that your professional opinion? That is my my professional opinion. All right. Uh, here's another weird one about uh, ducks. Uh, they have... Crank, crank. Let me find, find it. Oh, no. We're going to talk about dolphins first. They have prehensile. <laughs> 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 oh 
What the fuck was that? Uh, <laughs> is that a goat? <laughs> <laughs> it sounded a lot more like a billy goat. I'm going to try that again. <laughs> Get <in> there. <laughs> I'll, I'll practice at home. Bobby does animal noises. <laughs> the, uh, our most popular part of the show. Okay, uh, okay. But, that should uh, be a thing, though. Bobby does animal noises. <laughs> oh, it should. Bobby, do a cat. Arf, arf. Meow. <laughs> 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 oh. oh, Bobby. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. So, uh, the dolphin. <laughs> My dog is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> Dolphins have prehensile tails that they can control, like an arm. Have what style tails? Uh, prehensile, kind of like a monkey's tail, but for their dicks. So they can just, like, wrap it My around. My head you. just exploded. Yeah. My head on my neck, not my other one. Yeah. It's, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's scary. That's, that's how you get raped by dolphins. It's like a swirling. Because that happens. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and, uh, so now we're going to talk about some ducks. Go, Bobby. The male Argentine. Do a duck. Oh. <laughs> what the fuck Bobby <laughs> oh so much better Bobby's Bobby's a little slow we just wanted him to feel included in our podcast oh, no. I'm just kidding All right, the male... he's, he's really slow don't let me come over there and beat your ass boy <laughs> oh, the male Argentine lake ducks no. have about <laughs> They have about a, a 17 inch. Wait, what are we talking about? It's a lake duck. Get the fuck away from me! <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, what do we got going on over there? Come to Papa. <laughs> the duck has a, about a 17 inch corkscrew shaped penis. Only Bobby would get up in the middle of a podcast <laughs> and start punching people. <laughs> I know. Uh. Yeah, corkscrew. You can penis. move the dog, you know. I think she wants to smell my farts. She's part of this. <laughs> I think this so is all, too. This is also another weird animal sex. Yeah, <laughs> for real. No, but the ducks have a corkscrew-shaped penis that they will sometimes use as a lasso to rein in female ducks that try to run away. Wait, you guys don't do that? I try, but. I didn't even know ducks had that. I thought that was just us. Yeah, well, they they do. What the? <laughs> what are you doing, dog? Sorry, guys. Next time we won't have a dog be part of the podcast. It's not working out so good. But but a bonus fact about ducks is uh, well, most duck mating is rape. Um, That's cute. They are also necrophiles, so they will have sex with a dead duck apparently and they're cannibals okay so we uh, apparently are still on the same level as ducks because we do all those things too 
Yes. Let's evolve, guys. <laughs> yes. To all humanity, let's let's rise above the ducks. Um. Ooh. Let's hear about flatworms because this is this is kind of interesting. Oh, okay. They uh. Well, all flatworms are hermaphrodites, so they're born born with both both sets. Yeah, dicks and vaginas. Um. Hot. And when they mate, they sword fight. With their penises, yeah. they they have dagger dagger shaped penises, where they have to fight and try to stab each other without getting stabbed. I don't understand how there can be a winner there. It sounds like everybody loses. Well, the one the one that gets stabbed is the loser because that's the one that gets pregnant. Wait, what animal is this? This is a flatworm. Oh, so they can both get pregnant? Yeah, they just have to stab each other. Damn, that would be like really high stakes. Thumb war. Yeah. <laughs> One, two, three, four. I declare you're pregnant. You cheated. <laughs> That's probably how it happens. <laughs> that would suck. Yeah. Um. Then. Oh, here's. Okay. So. Uh. There are no male whittail lizards. So the way they reproduce is they dry hump each other, to stimulate the production of eggs. And then they just clone themselves. Crickets? Oh, <laughs> uh, well, if you ever wonder why your cat's uh, litter looks different sometimes, it's because they can get pregnant while they're pregnant. What? Yeah. Litters of kittens can contain all different types of kittens. Oh, they have like multiple eggs? Yep, because they can get pregnant while they're already pregnant. Oh, jeez, that's. I wonder if that's why they can have so many too. Probably. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, cats regularly will have like four or five kittens. Yeah, no, a whole litter. That's crazy. Yeah, all with different daddies. Oh God, can you imagine if that was normal for women? <laughs> to have be, like five kids at horrible. once. Oh my God. You'd be on Maury and be like. It'd be like, oop, yeah. It'd like, be, he he's the father of one of my babies. Of all my babies, and he's like, Jermaine, I have something to tell you. You are not the father of these three kids. He would jump up like seven feet in the air and be like, Oh thank God But but the last one you are. He's like, Oh no Or if they were if all five were his, he would just pull out a revolver and shoot himself in the head on the stage. Probably. I don't want five kids. <laughs> uh. Oh, and then, then the oh, uh, bonobos, type of uh, chimpanzee. They use sex for pretty much everything. Uh, they do it to resolve conflicts, trading of goods, favors, social status. I think bonobos are also the one of the types of apes that never kill each other there's probably like... they they use sex to resolve conflict so they just yeah they're just like i'm mad at you so sounds like very human that's fuck <laughs> yeah <laughs> and people say we're not related to oh. monkeys deciding social status reducing stress and just because they're i think they're also one of uh the types of apes that also uh have prostitution Oh, okay. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's pretty much yeah, Way that's to go. pretty much what it is. So, yeah. 
Once again, I ask, can we rise above the animals? <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> we have a lot of the same behavior. <laughs> it's pretty pathetic. I, I know. It's sad. Um, then the coup de gras of these animal sex facts. Oh, yay. Is about honeybees. Bzzz. That was Bobby's <laughs> bee impression, by the way. That uh, long when, silence. <laughs> when they have sex and they climax. I'm not talking to you anymore. I don't know if you're helping or hurting this podcast. <laughs> He's making it amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm leaning towards. <laughs> so when bees have sex and they climax, their balls, <laughs> their balls explode. <laughs> And they die. That's not funny, Cameron. Let's have a moment of silence for the bees. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's hilarious, Troy. Uh, that's that would be the way to go, though. Like, guys, I don't want to die a virgin, but I also don't want to explode. <laughs> oh, there you, the ultimate dilemma. You could just, you could just go sting that guy and Did say, they, I wonder and say if, you had sex with him. I wonder. <laughs> I wonder if they know they're gonna die. I don't. If they're like, oh my god, this is the greatest moment of my life. <laughs> I don't know. That's actually a good question, which we'll never find the answer to. Although I'm pretty sure they don't have consciousness, so I, I mean, there's probably not even any thought. They're just like, kind of like bacteria. Yeah. Bacteria just do what they do and doesn't know why. Yeah, probably. Well, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah, yeah that was well, a good they, topic. They were interesting. Go Cameron. Animal sex facts. Yeah. All right, Penny, what do you got for Rest us? Rest in peace to anybody wearing headphones. What? <laughs> From all the loud noises. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is my first podcast. You're doing good, Bobby. So I'm sorry. I'm your, top, you. your, your topic is up next, but first we're going to go to Penny. Penny, do you got anything for us? No? Okay. She's just licking herself. Alright, I guess that's going to lead us straight to you, Bobby. With the poop on her head? <laughs> oh, it's disgusting. What are you going <laughs> to poop on her head? Yeah, that's what I was like. What the heck is on her head? For real? Yeah, I wiped it on the couch. <laughs> Fuck you. No, it was like right there. You moved it or something. Is that there she anymore? She doesn't have poop on her head. That's, <laughs> well, that's blood. She has like a scab on her head. Oh, so it was like a scab or something? A yeah, black scab I thought it was or... healed though. That's gross. I'm a little bit more grossed out now. <laughs> You're more by grossed a scab? out by a scab than poop. <laughs> well, the scab was black and squishy. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably a good sign. It means it's healing. <laughs> it's healing healthily with no signs of infection. <laughs> she doesn't need to go to the vet. She'll be fine. Done. <laughs> All right, Bobby, what you got for us? All right. So recently, I read that... Uh, or heard, or a little bit of both, that uh, Canada legalized heroin. Hmm. So, you know, I was I was kind of curious since it's just our neighbors up north of America would do it. So I kind of looked up the topic a little bit, and it sounds like we're not down. Only about ten percent of Americans would be down the. Legalize it, but the way I see it, um, it would definitely bring down crime. 
it would make the drugs a lot safer and people that would have like addictions to the drugs um i mean it's probably a lot better than what they have on the streets oh yeah so I see that i want to play an interesting clip of uh russell brand talking about this temptation to use drugs the allure of drugs is so great there has to be some sort of sanction you might say it's hard to make the case for sanctions because we're all we're, we're all humanitarian and we like the idea of providing treatment and that's socially acceptable personally acceptable but if you don't have any barrier to use then it seems to me you run the real risk of use increasing but I also think it's really important not just to see drugs from the perspective of the addict. I mean, it's true that you are a very passionate supporter of treatment and recovery, but it's also true, and it may be unfashionable to say it, that society still needs protection from the amount of criminality that's associated with drug use. So whilst prison may not be necessarily the welcome option for a drug use who's offending, it's nevertheless an important part of the protection that society needs to have from those who are actually committing those crimes. To be like, you know, Frank Neal, for me, this is a personal issue. You're personally calling me a criminal for something I well, help. Well, You're you, sitting there saying, Russell, I'm a criminal. But you've accepted that. You, ha you have already- No, I don't accept it. No, but you have already- I don't talked, accept it. No, but you have I think already, society is making a massive mistake yeah, Russell, calling people you, that are you unwell have already, criminals. You've already accepted that you have broken laws. No, I don't. It was wrong. Drug, it made the situation use. much worse, Neil. Well, I'm not going to be an advocate for the current situation being rip-roaring success. No. It is not so bad that you would need to say, well, let's actually do away with criminalization entirely there is still a role for the criminal sanction against drug use for me the experiment of prohibition has lasted a century and has done nothing but increase a, a, a black market economy gangster warlords across mexico suffering and poverty wherever it's been introduced and so on a personal level and on a political level it just isn't working it's time to try something else. What I'm saying is that you can look at drug use from the perspective of the drug user, but you also have a moral obligation to look at drug use from the perspective of society. The majority of people are not using these drugs. Now, from the perspective of the drug user, you can say, I don't want all this hassle in my life. I don't want to be criminalised. I don't want the police knocking down my door. No. And, and I agree with you. I wouldn't want my door knocked down either. But at the same time, it is important that society has a standard. I think the important shift that we need to make as a culture is to end this sort of moral judgment of people that have an illness and treat them compassionately. But why? This is why what, 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 I mean, why, what, what's the problem with a moral judgment? It's not like criminalisation hasn't been given a fair crack of the whip. So I hear that. But you know what you're doing there, Russell? You're taking a small sector of society in, in numerical terms, the addict population, and you're saying society's entire drug laws should be shaped to meet the needs of that small sector of people who have become addicted. But that doesn't make a lot of sense because the vast majority of other people are not addicted. That was good. What do you guys think? Mm, it, it was... I think they both have pretty good points. I mean... Yeah, yeah they do. Uh, they definitely made the best case for, for both sides, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say that. Doesn't, like, Sweden or something have legalized drugs, uh, too? Everything is pretty much legal there. Yeah, but, and, then, and you know what's odd about Sweden is they have no gun control, and they have yeah. almost no, like, shootings either. Yeah. Because everybody is actually responsible with their guns, and they they carry guns with, like, a sense of uh, 
patriotism, like to protect each other with their guns. Yeah, they're not. It's not like this this shady thing, <laughs> like here where we have them on TV as like um, a method of like being, I don't know, um, what you may call it. Dangerous? <laughs> Frail. No, a vigilante. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they just have it. They, they handle them maturely, I guess. Mm. Like, I feel like here we have too much of, like, either people who are like, Oh, I don't like guns. Guns scare me. Guns are bad. Or you have, Fuck those pussies. Guns are good. Don't God is great. Gun. America. I'm going to shoot you. Yeah. Type of thing. Yeah. Obama. <laughs> Obama. Trying to take our guns. Uh, Obama bad. Guns good. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so... People are just so on one side or the other. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think it's always a good idea to look at the country that doesn't have the problem we have and figure out what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um. I don't know, though. I mean, I think... Uh, I guess the question is, would legalizing it make it better or worse? I think at least decriminalizing it would make it better. Yeah, yeah. Or at least uh, lowering the penalty. That, like, yeah, that too. There was that whole thing about the war on drugs that everyone agrees was a bad idea. Oh, definitely. Uh, creating mandatory minimums of like insane amounts of time for oh. for drug possession and uh selling drugs yeah like like there's a a video of, of different members of congress all coming together saying um you'll never see us more united on any other issue than this that this was a bad idea <laughs> and yeah. and bill clinton even said uh cuz he was for the war on drugs when he was president and i saw a video of him when he was a little bit older sometime in the 2000s when he was saying i did i signed a bill that made the problem worse and i want to admit it well that's good that he admitted to it so i think we i think everybody at least agrees that like hardcore criminalization of drugs is a bad idea so i mean when you say uh you want you think that we should at least decriminalize it rather than legalize it i don't really know what the difference is like what do you mean well at least decriminalizing it means it's still in like a weird morally gray area kind of like how we have weed in washington yeah um, or like if you get too drunk they can take you to jail and yeah, have you sober like up yeah so like if you're on it they'll they'll take you in because you can still get a dui and you stuff can still get a dui yeah. and stuff from it but it's not like we gotta throw you in jail for yeah. five plus years. Yeah, put it on the same level as alcohol. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like yeah. I got gotcha. you. Not where like if you you don't get busted with beer and go to jail. Yeah, and plus if you drive drunk, you go to jail. Yeah, get your exactly. license taken away, but you don't get taken to jail for having beer. Exactly. And you could probably get arrested for selling beer. Actually, I'm pretty sure that's pretty illegal. Uh, Selling alcohol? I think that's yeah. pretty illegal. Yeah, moonshine? Yeah, yeah moonshine is super illegal. Still illegal, yeah. People make a lot of money off moonshine, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw a whole thing about it. People make a lot of money on moonshine. Yeah. And honestly, it's not really that bad. Yeah. It's not... You can make it good. Yeah, there's, there's people who make it disgusting, 
and make it in the woods. And they'll do <laughs> yeah. things and they'll have these big vats of it. And they make it in the woods so, like, dead animals will fall in and die. They'll just pull the animals out. Oh, shit. Ew. So, legalizing it is always... There's always an argument to be made for legalization because you improve the quality of it and make it less dangerous. Yeah. Because you don't have raccoons falling into vats of moonshine. <laughs> I mean, and that's the same thing with, like, decriminalizing it. It makes it less of a stigma that... Yeah. They're they're criminals because yeah, and I just I just saw a thing that said fifty uh, percent of cocaine has some kind of toxic flesh melting chemical in it. Yeah, right yeah. now stuff like that too. Yeah, that's crazy. And if you decriminalize it or legalize it, then you have places that are yeah. giving it out where it's yeah. accessible. You where have it's less. Not. You have less fear of uh, you have you open up the door for more. For less sketchy people yeah. to be producing it. And plus it takes a hit on the drug kingpins. Yeah. Like that's... South, Amer South America and Mexico it... and stuff like that. I mean, no matter what side you're on, whether you want to admit it or not, our drug laws are totally making really, really evil people in, in Mexico really rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The types of psychos who will... Like in the really bad places, I know they kill people who try to get clean yeah if you try to get clean they'll murder you and like hang you from bridges and stuff That's horrible. and the cops in some places it's so bad that the cops are too afraid to do anything or or the cops are being paid big money by the cartel yeah and stuff the cartel is like the biggest problem mexico has right now i believe yeah and there's nothing anybody can do about it because they're we're just funneling them money but then what that other guy was saying is that the other side of it, the the probably the more conservative side of it, is that you're taking the minority of the population, which is the, the drug users, and you're conforming the laws to suit them. Which, I don't know, I mean, why should... It, it's one thing if you're changing the law in a way that he's saying it hurts people who don't do drugs, which is the majority of the population, because of all the criminality that's associated with drug use. So it's making our society more dangerous for people like us who don't do drugs. Yeah. So I I, I don't know. I, I, I see where he's coming from with it, but as somebody who's been around people who do, who have had drugs and done them, um, I've seen that when you don't have a place like a certain place where you can get it from you don't know what it's going to be cut with which yeah. makes it more dangerous for them and anybody in their vicinity because they get cut with something something bad and then it can cause yeah. problems where they end up hurting somebody else too yeah there was a bunch of cocaine in the 80s that gave everybody Parkinson's Yeah, really exactly. bad there's like some really bad footage of people who can't move yeah. After they've done cocaine. Damn. Which, ironically, they actually looked at that to try to find a cure for Parkinson's because they didn't know... I, I don't think they knew that you could get Parkinson's from something external. Okay. So they looked at that and they went, oh, what's causing it? So that they could try to find out the reverse of that. Huh. How do we get rid of it? That would be horrible. Yeah. You go to like People a can't move, or something man. and you hear how great something is or whatever, you know? Yeah, I mean, say what you will. No one deserves that. Yeah, That's seriously. crazy. Yeah. And you know what? Here's where here's where the thing is that I think the 
the Russell Brand side, I think the the most important thing that the other side doesn't want to see is that there's these there's this side of society that's all I think you could maybe call them the Trump crowd that doesn't uh, arguably I think they don't want to see that minorities are at a disadvantage and they really are because I was thinking about this the other day look at the way that that white people think about our family history like white people have been free and able to prosper for hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years black people just got that opportunity in america just got it like 50 60 years ago really yeah we've had generations and generations and generations to establish wealth um so that my parents can uh have their house um and their parents before them had houses but like black people a lot of them the reason they live in poverty is because they don't have that they've just started and they have they don't have college education they don't they just don't have higher education they don't have like a long family history that they can use as like a foundation to grow from they don't have family support they're stuck working at walmart or jack-in-the-box they don't have that extra advantage. They don't have help from their family, which is why so many of them are on government-assisted living. So that puts them at a greater risk for drug use too, and greater risk to sell drugs, which is exactly what pissed so many people off about the drug war, is that we have primarily black people in jail and in prison for these ridiculous sentences because of the drug war. So I think that's where you make probably the strongest argument against criminalization of drugs yeah. is the way it disproportionately affects minorities. Yeah, I, I can see the argument there. It's pretty fucked up. Oh, yeah. And and we all know statistically that black people are more likely to get questioned by police, more likely to get searched by police, more likely to get arrested by police. So if you criminalize drugs, black people are more likely to use them because of where they stand uh, economically and, and socially. And then they're more likely to get caught with them too. So it's like, if we actually want that to change, we, we can't just blame the black people and just keep everything the same. We have to kind of give them an opportunity to, to rise up out of that. Yeah. But then you have these horrible, horrible people who just think they're lazy and, and all this kind of ugly stuff. Exactly. That's the ugly side of the, that argument. I don't know. What do you think, Bobby? Wouldn't you call that new age racism? What do you mean? Well, like, what you were kind of saying about, like, how we keep blaming them and everything. Like, there's always, like, racism. Like, how would, yeah. we, cha how would we change that, though? Like, there's always going to be that. I mean, we say that we don't have it, but I feel like it's still there. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty it's pretty deep-seated. I watched a special from Vice, the same people who did the thing about the Okigahara Forest in Japan, the suicide forest, about the KKK in Tennessee. It's still going strong. Oh, yeah. It hasn't died. So you have that, like, generations and generations of hate, which... 
before it turns into like before people in Tennessee are going to become like us, I feel like we're still living in like the after. Like even if you're not in the KKK, even if you're not a racist, they're probably still prejudice. Yeah. Like it's it was it's not just going to die out in one generation. I feel like it's gotten better and it's gotten less common, but we still have a lot of like really ugly prejudice. And it's hard to like point it out, but you can always hear it in the way someone talks oh, if they're yeah. prejudiced. You can you can tell. And it's hard you, you got to be careful to call them out on it cuz sometimes it's hard to put your finger on exactly what it is about what they're saying, but you can tell when it's there. Oh yeah. Definitely. And that's why so many people get creeped out by Donald Trump is cuz you can you can hear it. I hear a very I hear somebody who doesn't see uh colored people as as being uh, I see somebody who sees them as subhuman. I don't see him as as somebody who sees them as having equal rights. Is that a problem then? Is well, like, I mean that's just one example, but I mean he does appeal to to millions of people, so I guess you could say that. Is the way they were raised, or yeah, I mean I I guess part of it could be where you're from. I mean, uh, if you if you. Let's say, I mean, I don't really know how it works. I'm I'm not from the South. I've never really been to the South. So I, I'm left to kind of speculate. But I guess, imagine you're somebody who was pro-segregation in the 60s. And you're a somewhat reasonable person. They change the laws and you say, okay, well, I guess this is it now. Blacks are going to be going to school with us. We have to be in the same places as them. I don't like it. I mean, I would imagine that the next couple generations would get more used to it and be less resentful towards it, but still be kind of have some kind of ugly views about it. I don't know. I'm not really sure what we're talking about anymore. I'm from drugs to race. I don't know how he got off drugs, but I don't know. What do you guys think? Pursuit of random. 